Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour with Tracy Crossley. Greetings! How are you all doing? Well, we are here at part three of my journey in attachment. (laughs) It's actually not just my journey, it's your journey too. If you've been listening and hopefully applying some of the things I've been talking about or at least finding yourself in this insecure attachment space, then I hope that's been helpful to you. I hope that you have found something that gives you hope and shows you that there's possibility where you really believe there is limitation. Because the deal is, awareness is what sets you free. Awareness will bring you a gift. It always does. Because once you have awareness about something, it's really hard to ignore it. And and the best part, again, is there's actually freedom. Because if I know, if I have awareness about something that's going on inside of me, and... I watch how I play it out in my life with my actions or my reactions. And then I do something which shows that I can change it. It's amazing. I get to feel amazing because what's on the other side of that is possibility. That's what happens when you go through the fear, when you risk possible rejection, when you put yourself out there. It's amazing. So for me, I feel the freedom of possibility even when there's sadness. I feel the freedom of possibility when I have no idea what the fuck is going on. (laughs) And most of us don't know what's going on. We just keep trying to control what we think we want to go on. And we don't even know if that's the best thing for us. We don't. As I said before, for me, I have no idea how to actually be a good partner. Even though I can coach people and tell them how to do it. Oh yeah. And I know it on a certain level. And I really, really would love to be in a relationship that I could do that. But first, I've had to get past myself, right? It's not that, oh, poor me, not at all. In fact, it's, hmm, (laughs) how can I tell people, yeah, I want a relationship and then I'm busy running and hiding from it, okay? And I think I did that on and off, and I think that that's why everything has pretty much stayed neutral. But I, of course, noticed that I had fear lurking, as I think I mentioned in episode one or two of this series. And for me, I'm not willing to allow that to run my life anymore. I I don't let fear run my life. So when I find it, because of course, you, your whole life are going to have opportunities to find fear inside of you and see what it's actually controlling and what you're trying to control then you always have a choice. And for me, that was huge. So I know emotionally how different my life is. And so that means my relationships will be different too. I have attachment issues that don't run my life anymore. Thank God. But at the same time, as I was explaining, the avoidant in me has been winning for a long time. And so if you're just tuning into the series, by the way, this is number three, so please listen to the other two first and you'll get some tips on dealing with insecure attachment. And if you want to get deeper with it, I have a whole bunch of podcast episodes that have attachment in them. So this is sort of the later attachment 
series, the second parters to people who have already become familiar with their attachment issues in their life. So the thing is, is that my anxious part of me isn't there anymore. I don't really ever get anxious. I might if I'm physically in fear of something happening, like falling off a cliff, you know, Um, but I don't get anxiety like I used to. And the thing is, as you do this work, and if you've been listening on my podcast, or maybe you work with me, one of the things that you get as a benefit, and one of the things that I have in myself is a value increase, which brings me to what I want to talk about briefly. And that is the pain that we bring into love. Most of us, and I brought this up a little teeny bit in the last two, but most of us, we don't know how to have love relationships. We bring all sorts of shit into it. Mostly our insecure attachment issues. And that's the problem. Because if we really look at how we show up in a relationship, we show up to create pain if we don't know any better. If your childhood was spent feeling lonely, emotionally abandoned, feeling like you weren't loved, feeling like maybe you were overprotected, feeling like your parents were inconsistent with you, feeling like you weren't good or you were wrong or you were bad. And these were overwhelming feelings, not just, oh, I got in trouble, I'm bad, and that was it, and you blew it off. It's those feelings. And we associate those shitty, fucked up feelings with love relationships. And that's the problem. That is a problem. Why is it a problem? Because you're creating that in your relationships without even knowing you're creating it. Usually though, not that you take 100%, hey, it's all me. It's not. It takes two to tango. The other person that you're with probably doesn't know the difference between love and attachment either or how to have love without this pain. It's not to say that in a normal relationship, people don't get hurt or disappointed. They do, but they're resilient. Attachment relationships aren't resilient. Attachment relationships are like a live or die feeling. If they don't do this, I'm going to die. That's the feeling because it is that feeling of total annihilation. So we have so much writing on it and it's outside of our bodies. It's on another person and that is controlling us living or dying. And then that makes our value zero, okay? And it makes their value greater. But the funny thing is, because as I said, in these relationships, it takes two to tango, the other person probably doesn't have value either. So you've put all your value on someone who doesn't value themselves, usually. So it's easy to stay in avoidant in that way for a length of time until somebody comes along and you're swept off your feet And it's this anxiousness and it's this chemistry and it's this putting them on a pedestal. And this is all setting you up for pain. It's all setting you up for pain. Yeah. Because that's not realistic. Nobody is the answer. Only you can be your own answer. And that means that in a relationship that's healthy, a securely attached relationship, It's looking at the person as they're a person. They're not your fucking rescuer. You know, they're not blessed with superhuman powers. And you're not either. And you're not looking at how you show up. I ask my clients all the time and I ask people in discovery sessions. So the object of your desire, the person that you're in attachment with, have you heard from them lately? And if I get a no, I'll ask them if they've reached out to them. 
and the the person I'm talking to is like, "Are you kidding? No way! I'm no uh uh." But they're still attached, and they're doing nothing but waiting, waiting till the next time they hear from this person, wondering, not wanting to focus on them, like I talked about in the second part. But really, that's what ends up happening, and it's painful. Do you see the pain? You're creating it. So you're not taking care of yourself. So reach out to them if you want to reach out to them. If you have something to say that isn't blaming, by the way, which I will be talking about at a later date because people with insecure attachment issues tend to blame everything on everybody else and everything around them rather than what they bring to the plate. And again, it's not saying that the other person's good or bad or in between or any of that. It's about not bringing pain into your relationships as part of the package. In other words, if I am going to love somebody, I don't want to set myself up to fail. And when you have insecure attachment issues, you tend to do that. So what can you do? Be realistic. When you meet somebody, pay attention to how you feel. Not the having an out-of-body experience because you're imagining what it's going to be like with them in a month or two or six or 12. Okay? You're in love with love at that point. I have a friend who seems to do this regularly, goes on one date and swears that the person wants to marry her by the second date. And then for some reason, the relationship's gone in a month or two or less, okay? And I say for some reason, because I'm not going to get into this, but, but the point I'm making is putting all of that on the other person. Oh, they're good or they're bad. And I am good all the time. Bull fucking shit. You show up in a certain way. Look at how you show up. So if you're like what I just described and you're on your first date and you're having that out-of-body experience like this person's the answer to everything you've ever wanted, pay attention to that. Are they really? Get to know them, but know yourself in it. Pay attention to how you feel. Do I feel comfortable around this person? Do I feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience? Am I matchy-matchy with them, like trying to match up everything that they do to what I do. And I'm looking with a microscope trying to see, oh, look, we have that in common. We have that in common. What are you doing? Then look at how you are already moving into people pleasing. There's another place of awareness. Where are you trying to people please? Where are you getting on their side of the booth? In other words, imagine the both of you are sitting in a booth and you're looking at each other, you know, like in a restaurant booth. Okay. And you're looking at each other. Are you climbing across the fucking table to the other side of the table energetically? Sit your ass back down. Don't do that. Be there. Be a magnet. Be open. Hearted. Okay? Be open. Don't sit there with the list. Checking it off. Again, pay attention to how you feel. Not how you can please them. Not how your perfect record of cleaning your house every day that week makes you an amazing person or that you earn half a million dollars a year or that you have bright, shiny teeth and you have all your hair or anything else. Pay attention. Am I enjoying this? Does this feel good to me? Am I being as authentic as I can be? If somebody says something, do I ask questions which are risky? Hello? This is a big one. If you want to stop bringing pain into your relationships, this is the best way to start. And most people are so afraid who have insecure attachment issues because they're going to be rejected or abandoned at this point. And that is true. You could be. But not for the reasons that you think. 
Because if I say to somebody, if I'm going out on a date with someone and I say, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking just to date? Are you looking friends with benefits? Like what's your deal? Not because I'm going to marry you tomorrow, but I want to know, are we even on the same page? If, if I'm saying I want a relationship and this person wants friends with benefits, we're not in the same page. Now, here's where it gets tricky. So you might get an answer that sounds like your answer. But then what ends up happening is you'll allow that answer to be what you focus on. Oh, they said they want a relationship. And you will start blocking out other parts of the conversation. You'll stop paying attention to other signs that you need to ask questions about. Oh, wow, we don't live in the same state. You want a relationship, so does that mean you want a relationship with someone out of state? How do you feel about a long-distance relationship? Get the real answers. And if they say something like, well, you know, I would do it for love. Really? Yeah, but I really hope to find somebody closer to me. Or, (laughs) you know, and you're sitting here thinking, okay, wait a minute, then this has nowhere to go, right? Or I'm not looking for a relationship. Well, hello, if you're looking for one and someone isn't, that's a big clue. Hello, that's, that's saying there's nowhere to go here. There's not, oh, give it time. You'll see, they'll change their mind. No, they won't. They're telling you, you need to listen. Because you have to value yourself enough to go, I want what I want. I don't want to please somebody else to my own detriment. What good is that going to do me? You want to not bring pain into it? These are ways to do it. Pay attention. Ask the questions. And, and here's the thing. We always have questions to ask. And I'll tell you how you know. Let's say you go out with them. I don't care if it's a fist. fist. <laughs> I was going to say first and 15th together. I don't know what that word was. Whether it's the first time or the 15th time. If you go away from that date or from seeing them. And you have questions in your head. And then you start trying to play detective and you call up your best friend or you go online and you look for answers or you read a book, okay? And it's because you're not asking the question that you really need to be asking. That tells you right there. When you are trying to intellectually convince yourself that everything's okay, that means you're not asking the questions. That means pain is being invited into your relationship. You're bringing it in. You're bringing struggle. Because right now, you're wanting something that it doesn't appear the other person is either forthcoming and telling you, giving you, or, or doing it all, or wanting. It doesn't make them bad at all. This is the other thing. They're not a bad person. They're just a person. But you might be on two different pages, and you have to, for your own good, look at the ways that you become passive because you're afraid of loss because of the insecure attachment, right? The anxiety. But you're going to suffer more if you wait longer. You're going to bring in more pain, which is the thing that most people who are insecurely attached are trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid being vulnerable and feeling pain. So you don't want to be avoid the vulnerability, which is asking these questions or sharing your story, okay? Sharing who you are, what you value, I've even told people, look, I can get anxious and I don't want to date somebody who's at a distance because for me, I want to see someone on a regular basis. I don't want to start going, oh God, I miss them. I don't, I don't want to put myself in a position that doesn't work for me. But a lot of us are willing to do that because we're so afraid of losing what's there. 
even if it's a little breadcrumb. Okay? So pay attention. No, you don't want to bring love into a tar pit. <laughs> I just had a visual as I said that, like bringing love literally into a tar pit. Um, you want to give it every opportunity because you'll have your challenges in a relationship. You have work to do in a relationship. But you don't have to invite the kind of pain that comes when you have magical thinking, which is, oh my God, they're on a pedestal. They're going to be perfect for me. And somehow I'm going to be perfect for them. And then you're trying to live into something that you're not, which is perfect. And then it just gets messier. Well, they might think this of me. They might think I'm needy. They might think that I want something and they don't want to give it to me. Well, if they don't want to fucking give it to you, if let's say if you want to have a love relationship and they don't want to give you that, then you need to move on. You need to go, mm, okay, two different things here. I'm going to go now. Not because they're a jerk, but because you want two different things. And you're not trying to force them into being the square pig in the round hole. So these are things that come in time. I want you to know with all of the things that I suggest to you, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes this isn't overnight. Stop waiting. Don't wait. In other words, it doesn't mean climb over the booth to the other side of the booth energetically and pull the person. Stay on your side of the booth where your energy is. Allow yourself to be there. But ask the questions. Have conversations. What's funny is when you actually speak from a securely attached place, you're always talking about your emotions. You're talking about feelings. You can talk about the relationship, but not as a story and not as a, we need to sit down and have a talk kind of thing. It's just part of every conversation, not a big deal. When you're both on the same page with that, that's like the basis, the foundation. And that shouldn't be painful. If you have a painful foundation, then you're not listening. You're not listening to yourself and you're not listening to the other person. You're living in some kind of altered reality. So live in this reality, okay? And apply what I give you when you can and you'll start to feel better. Even though it's scary as fuck. Some of this is so scary. But the more you do it, the more empowered you'll feel. The better you'll feel and the more you will be able to securely attach to another person and not avoid them and not run out of the room like your pants are on fire, okay? Or feel completely anxious every time they leave and they go to work. All right, I hope that's been helpful. Stay tuned for the next part. Thank you. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.